Yes, our meat and drink indeed. Faithless of peace and mercy to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The text is the epistle. Please be seated. Well, brothers and sister, Paul just lays it out flat, doesn't he? He says, if Christ hasn't been raised, then your faith is a waste of time and you're still in your sins. Why did he say that? Well, here's why. Because some in the Corinthian congregation contended that there was no such thing as the resurrection of the body. Can you imagine that? No such thing as the bodily resurrection? Well, if that's the case, Paul says, then Jesus couldn't have risen either. But that's not true, is it? It is a fact that Jesus rose from the grave. And because he did, you who believe in him, you will too. Our Lord's resurrection, then, is the linchpin of the Christian faith. But Paul, in the text, spells out the dire consequences if Jesus did not rise from the dead. If Jesus didn't rise, Paul says, then my preaching Jesus and the Christian faith is, quite frankly, empty and vacuous. Paul says, if Jesus didn't rise from the dead on the third day, then Christianity is nothing but the kind of group therapy with morals. All Christianity is is just, ah, just help one another cope with the trials of life. Help each other become better people or invoking some vague higher power to help us. That's all that's left, really. If Jesus is not risen from the dead, then the preaching that I've been doing here for almost 25 years is nothing more than what? Just motivational pep talks. A bit of uplifting for you to try and live through just another horrible week. Maybe just a little bit of spiritual cup of coffee, if you will. If Jesus isn't risen from the dead, then all my preaching to you for almost 25 years is empty and your faith, it's empty as well. If Jesus has not been raised, then your believing in him is a colossal waste of time and spiritual energy that could be more profitably used elsewhere. <laughs> Seriously, what's the point in believing in a dead but not risen Jesus? What's the point then in believing in a good guy who healed some people and got himself crucified and whose name and legend lives on in some made-up stories. You may as well believe in the, uh, <clears throat> the Easter Bunny if Jesus isn't raised. If Jesus isn't raised, then the church has been perpetuating a lie for 2,000 years, and we here at Trinity are continuing to lie to the world today. Oh, it may be a sincere lie, a pious lie, a hopeful lie, but if Jesus really isn't raised from the dead, if that tomb still has his bones in it, we're all liars. What's worse, we've been claiming in the name of God that God raised him from the dead, and that's been a lie. It's bad enough to tell lies about someone else, but if Jesus isn't raised, we're telling lies about God. And I can assure you that God doesn't like that one bit. He's got, uh, he's got a whole commandment on that, remember? Second commandment. If Jesus isn't raised, Paul says, then our faith has no value. It's not reckoned before God as righteousness. We're still, in our, we're still in our sins. We're hosed. We're doomed. No, we're damned. Uh, that's what's at stake here. Our whole salvation rests on what? On the fact that Jesus, being crucified for our sins, has been raised for our justification. 
But if he hasn't been raised, then there's no hope for you, for me, for anybody for that matter. If Jesus isn't raised, then none of your loved ones, your dear loved ones, will be raised either. In fact, they're lost, they're gone forever. In other words, those who've died ahead of us, they're just, they've just perished, never to be seen again. Yeah, if Jesus isn't raised, then there's no communion of saints, no forgiveness of sins, no resurrection of the body, no life everlasting. You could toss the whole third article of the creed out the window, along with the second article, which confesses on the third day he rose again from the dead. Yeah, if Jesus isn't been, been raised from the dead, then all we have is an invisible friend, an invisible make-believe friend that we pretend to pray to for favors to help us through this life. We are of all people, Paul says, to be most pitied. If Jesus has not been raised, then Richard Dawkins and his crowd of militant atheists are correct. Life just simply ends in biological death. There's no meaning, there's no purpose, no hope beyond the grave. You may as well believe in what? The flying spaghetti monster. If Jesus isn't raised, then the Epicureans of Paul days were absolutely correct, who said, let's eat and drink today, for tomorrow we die. Uh, that's pretty grim, isn't it? If Jesus isn't raised. But brothers and sisters, I am here today to give you the good news of Easter. In fact, in fact, Jesus has been raised from the dead. He is the first fruits from the dead. The first fruits means that there is more fruit to come. The first apple, the first orange, the first tomato. He's the first one to break through the bars of death and trample it with his cross. Our Lord Jesus Christ unlocked the prison house of death and he freed Adam and all his children from their captivity. As in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. Yes, the dead will rise to live in Jesus, just as sure as he is risen from the dead. So, Jesus is risen. So, what in the world does this mean for you? Glad you asked. I'm here to tell you. First, it means that you're forgiven. You have God's forgiveness, you have life, and you have salvation. The preaching that I'm preaching today? That's <laughs> not empty stuff. And your ears aren't full of fond wishes and empty promises. Jesus is risen from the dead, and because he is risen, he will raise you who believe in him from the dead as well. His word is true. His promise is true. His forgiveness, one. It's certain and sealed. He predicted it three times, at least, that he would do what? Die, right? And on the third day, be raised from the dead. And he did it. He's risen, just as he said. I'm going to tell you a quick story here. One time when I was flying home from Siberia and I was wearing my clerical collar. I don't do that anymore when I fly because then I can't get any rest. <laughs> I'm flying from Frankfurt to Chicago and seated next to me is a young Kuwaiti girl, a, a girl from Kuwait who's being educated in England because they send all their, their kids to England to get educated, or the United States. She looks at my collar, she goes, are you priest? That's all she could say. Yes, I'm, I'm a pastor. Do you believe in Jesus? said, yeah, I do. And then she asked why. So I'm glad you asked. Here's why. Because he said over and over and over again that he would suffer, die, and rise again on the third day. And he did it. He did it. That means he is who he says he is. And then I asked the biggest question I could ask anybody ever. And it said, would you like to believe in him too? Conversation was over. 
But for us, this brings us great joy. Now second, here's what the resurrection of our Lord means to you. It means that the law, the Ten Commandments, they stand fulfilled. It is filled up with our Lord's perfect obedience to them in our place. It also includes our Lord's perfect suffering of the law's condemnation in our place as he hung on the cross. The wages of sin is what, Scripture? What's it say? The wages of sin is death. And Jesus has paid that debt. So the law's demands, because of Jesus, they are paid in full for you. In the Lord Jesus Christ, the Ten Commandments no longer condemn you. Oh, the law still accuses and kills the old sinful flesh, the old Adam, but it can't touch you, the new man spelled F-A-I-T-H. Because our Lord Jesus Christ has perfectly kept the Ten Commandments for you, sin now is disempowered. It no longer has any power over you, the new creature in Christ. Sin's venom has been neutralized by the blood of Jesus, who became sin for us on the cross. Our Lord's blood is the anti-serum to sin and death. Jesus took the sting of death on the cross, and in his dying and rising, he has become the medicine of immortality and life. Yes, brothers and sisters, there is a cure for death and for your sin. It is the blood of Jesus Christ and his body which have come through death to life. What else does our Lord's resurrection mean for you? It means this. Thirdly, it means the grave has lost its victory over you. The cemetery cannot hold you. Why not? Because it could not hold who? <laughs> yes, that's right. The Lord Jesus Christ. As in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. The grave, then, is now nothing more than what? It's nothing more than a, a resting place, a best western for the body, <laughs> a temporary place of Sabbath rest until we rise in the new creation. We can truly say, as I did recently at Evelyn Hass's funeral, blessed are the dead who die in the Lord. Evelyn's body, as well as all believers' bodies, just simply slumber in the grave. Their souls, they rest in Jesus. So all is well, and all will be well <laughs> on the last day. Your resurrection, bodily. Finally and fourthly, this is what our Lord's resurrection means for you. It gives you hope in this life. Because death has lost its sting. The grave has lost its grip over you. The grave has lost its hold over you. So you don't need to fear death, even though it's our enemy now. Well, we don't fear death because Jesus has conquered death. And while I'm at it, let me say this. Because of Jesus, we don't need to fear anything in this world, even those things that could destroy our body. Why? Because Jesus is risen. This means that we are free then to love and to serve and to hope, to endure, to embrace, to let go, to forgive. It means that we can come to the supper of the Lamb today and eat and drink, for tomorrow we, <laughs> we live. 
Yes, Christ is risen, your sins are forgiven. Christ is risen, you are justified before God. Yes, Jesus is risen, the grave has lost its grip over you. Yes, Jesus is risen, the law, the commandments are fulfilled for you. Yes, Jesus is risen, and the dead will be raised. Jesus is risen, the new creation has dawned in him. Jesus is risen, and in him you too will rise. Ah, have a happy Easter. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.